um, Dr. Janchis and the whole PBO staff, everybody who's on the platform, you are all welcome on the uh, uh, meeting of the Standing Committee on Appropriations. It's our first meeting uh, in, in this, uh, this year. Perhaps it's opportune for me to say uh, compliments of uh, uh, the new season and all of the best. Looking forward to um, <clears throat> effective and better working of, of the committee as we try to improve the lives of uh, uh, <clears throat> South, 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 South Africans. So you are most welcome. The media on the platform, you are, you are all welcome. And the members of the public who might have joined. <clears throat> um, there is an agenda in front of us. Do we have any apologies, Darren? Yes, Chairperson. Uh, good morning, honorable members and guests. Uh, we received apologies from Mr. Marais, who's attending the WIPS training. Uh, Ms. Peters has been booked off sick for the week. And then we also received an apology from Ms. Ntlanguini. Furthermore, Mr. Lanzana indicated that he will join the meeting around 10 o'clock. He's, he's currently engaged with something else. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank, thank you so much, uh, uh, Darren. Let's note those apologies. Chairperson. Orabun uh, Joyana, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Chair. Chair, I just wanted to make you aware that um, I'm having a class at 11 o'clock, so I will be leaving the meeting at quarter to 11. Perfect. That that would be noted, Honorable uh, Shonyana. Right. Um, as we know, today we uh, the main thing is that uh, we requested the uh, PBO to brief the the, the, the committee uh, on the transport conditional grants. Um, <clears throat> so. There is, a, there is a background to that, but they, they talk to it. Uh, but a few points that I would like to make to Tachanchis, welcome and, 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 and your team. Um, that uh, obviously we have gone through your, your presentation. Uh, you're, you are taking us through the background, the methodology and so on. I think you'll, 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 you'll touch on that. But what is more important, important for us uh, is the evaluation and performance of the grant of the grants that we'll be looking into, and uh, it, uh, the desired impact. Are we getting the desired impact from those grants? Right. <clears throat> I think it's also very important that uh, when you deal with each and every of those grants, you stress the objective of each grant. What 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 is its uh, objective? Uh, so that you make sure that you are all on the same uh, uh, <clears throat> page. Also. Um, it, to say what can be uh, <clears throat> done for better outcomes. Also, would like to do that because that's the main thing. It's not just that we want to look at, at these grants. Uh, we are more interested on the <clears throat> objectives and to say what can be done better or perhaps what are the challenges. I think we know that the fact that we ended up having to ask you to look into those grants is because the committee noted that there were some, there was some uh, <clears throat> challenges uh, there was some underspending, uh, there was the return of money to the uh, fiscals and so on and so forth. So the committee said the, it, it wants to zoom in, into these grants and see what can be done better. 
also, just to, to remind you what, what we always say, is that you must uh, be aware that as you make these presentations to the committee, but it's not just for the committee, the public out there uh, is, is also looking at the, at the presentation uh, because this is meant uh, for them. So it's important that uh, some of, as we go along, please keep on defining some of these things and explaining them so that, again, uh, we take along the members of the, of, 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 of the public. I think with those uh, a, a few comments, uh, uh, PPO, you are most welcome. And thank you very much for <clears throat> availing yourselves. Uh, and I, I would say uh, Maximum will, will, will give you 45 to an hour to finish the, pres the, the presentation. And after that, I'll allow the honorable members to engage with the presentation. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Dr. Chanchis. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Good morning to, to Chairperson and our members and colleagues on the platform. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity for, for, for parliamentary budget committee in regards to the work of the Leon Commissioner Accounts. Oh, let me also start by complimenting compliments for, for uh, everything. Um, I'll do the introduction, Chairperson, of the presentation at, um, and the, the colleagues will do the introduction and share some of the background about the issues uh, around the transport. So also, uh, Dr. Matilda Sekatan will zoom in specifically on the issues that we raised on, on the initial grants. But later, other colleagues will come in into the discussions during the discussion time. I think the, 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 there's a presentation outline, uh, out, uh, and then I think we we'll come to the first slide. I think the presentation is really chair talking to the points that you raised. It aims to really stimulate discussions around efficiency, effectiveness of public expenditure, uh, but also, uh, you know, looking at the, the issue around cultural grants. Um, we have been looking at these cultural grants for the years, uh, you know. Because they form significant part of government expenditure, and and there are some of the easier targeted expenditure with particular areas. Uh, so over the years, um, the, the the we've done some work around uh, uh, and uh, grants and, and looking at how they are used to realize the NDP goals. Um, and we continue to look at those, and we'll be happy to get further input in the chairs in specific areas from the government regard. The brief focus on financial grants and the sector of transport in particular, uh, using financial performance reports and plans submitted and, and published by government. But also, what we what you remember, the, we have sent out the brief in some time last year, uh, but now we have updated it with the, the latest numbers, the latest uh, published information. We realized that if we said last year, the, the brief we're doing now has more information based, based on the uh, information that's in the year. So um, we look at some of the issues, uh, background issues around the transport function, uh, but also looking at the funding models of transports and, and reporting on recommends on, on the grants itself. Um, next slide. Uh, budgets are allocated. We know members will remember that budget allocated uh, to other spheres, uh, or, uh, either as a conditional grant or non-conditional grant. 
there are clear formulas that set out how the crucial transfer how and crucial transfer of governance, taking into account those uh, uh, measures supplementing the funding programs or, or functions funded by provincial budgets, but also for a particular purpose, either in the in the local sphere and 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 and, and in, the, in the in the provincial sphere or in the national sphere. And we've seen there has been a lot of uh, discussions around the crucial transfer. So I've seen some of the uh, and some of them been making way for budget cuts at the time, but but we often raise a point whether um, has there been um, a realization of the objectives there. So it's very important that the committee can give us the opportunity to share this. this input. Um, we look at these four grants, uh, grants particular, uh, which are located provinces, local government, and 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 this is what the presentation focuses on. Uh, uh, um, I think uh, we can go to the next slide, Maria. Um, I think my, my opening comments, I just really summarized around the, the, the background sections, which I don't want to spend too much time on it. Uh, you know, because just to set context of the discussion around this broadly within micro uh, structure of where economic society is, I think members of parliament realize that. Um, these uh, background slides are not in the in the in the to send out, but I thought just without the as some of the open comments that shouldn't just be on my notepad there. Um, uh, there has been realization that uh, transport is an important role uh, player within the economic recovery and development globally, but also in our in our context, it plays a very important uh, role in, in the economy. Because really, what it does, chair members. Provides meaningful mobility for most of the population in pursuit of economic participation. So it becomes very important uh, uh, vehicle towards economic participation. There's a link between the develop, developing and maintaining infrastructure and having effective and uh, efficient transport system, which enables creation of jobs, enable uh, uh, you know, efficiency across the economy as a whole. Transport and related infrastructure and mobility and mobility, mobility and community of community contributes to achievement of our MTSF set out priority two, which talks about things transformation and job creation. So really it's very important to recognize it in this, this space and, and, and zooming in down to specific conditional grants when you look at the proposal that are set out. A clear policy on public transport is important uh, to, to for sustainable economic growth and development uh, for any country. And, and what we've seen we see in our country really the, the picture in South Africa uh, around the land-based transport is really about, uh, there's still a lot of focus on me. Texas playing a very important role, uh, you know, account for 6% of the, the commuters and, and the bus and, and, and the other rail uh, playing a specific role as well in that regard. So there, there's a real sense of trying to ensure infrastructure to play to boost some of these other major public transport really support the, the society at large. Next slide. Despite these, these commuter distributions, as I, I showed there in the previous slide, there's evidence that there is a, a skewed relationship between the ridership level and subsidy funding, in that despite investment of government in form of the subsidies in, in some of the major where subsidies are allocated, mean trans, mean bus still plays a very important trans, uh, uh, space in the transport of, of in, in, in the economy. Transport, in transport economy as, as, as a whole, particularly based on the land-based transport system. Inequality in the system shows that the rail network um, 
is limited in many provinces as well. Uh, and this also, again, shows that around 40% uh, of the subsidies uh, related to supporting uh, uh, the transport are largely uh, benefiting fewer provinces because of particular those have a large uh, network of aid in, in that regard, which with expense, if I just wait, of rural and small cities in that regard. Given the, the, the shortcomings of subsidies in the past and train, certainly, as I said earlier on, uh, taxes have been fiddling very, uh, uh, particularly in, in that area. And that requires really the thinking around that. How do you ensure that, you know, the policy or the debate, the discussion around uh, ensuring, you know, transfer system efficiency in, in supporting economy, how the subsidies are made in a way that the support um, or the grants are used up in a way that uh, they realize objectives set out in, 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 the, in the policy uh, development. The last slide on on the the, the next slide, Lilia. Um, another point I wanted to share with another uh, few points I want to share share with members is around the the work that was done recently by the completion commission looked at the, the the issues around land based transport and and they noted that um, there certainly uh, you know these inequalities uh, within the, the sector and and as a result emphasizing the importance of the infrastructure grant being really prioritized over the operational grant, uh, particularly when we look at these uh, rural or, or areas in, in that regard, where, where the, the majority of the poor and, and uh, marginalized are, are in, in, mostly are. The subsidy policy should also show that there's a suitable allocation of subsidies in the public sector and the public sector. And this also tends to, to, to take into account the role it's played at many, many parties. There's need to address the Communications from the sector to improve coordination and, and really ensuring that if, if how these uh, subsidies or grants are used up at the rural and urban areas. Uh, the last slide, some of the last few points, Chair, before I, I give to my colleague that sit down to continue, is also looking at recognizing the importance to recognize that um, you know, in many of the poor provinces, um, there are some of the issues that comes in there which in a way some of these control crimes are meant to try to address some of these issues. And certainly, self has uh, 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 contributing to inadequate provision of public transport in these areas is the fact that they, they are sparsely populated, which makes public transport um, infrastructure costly and difficult to really in, in those areas. And the high incidence of poverty and level of unemployment in rural areas makes demand public transport less, less economically effective in the way um, particularly for those operators in the sector who are not receiving the subsidies. Uh, road and conditions are quite bad in many senses that makes it difficult for the sector. So therefore, it's very important for, for the operators, very important that um, the role of local government is also taking into account, particularly having capacity in, in really bringing some of the, the, the coordination support of the, of the sectors at the regional and local level in this regard. Chairs and members, I will stop there with this opening remarks and give Dr. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Janjis. Honorable members, Chairperson, as PBO, we embarked on a project of determining the efficiency and effectiveness of expenditure of nationally raised revenue. But as an office to evaluate performance outcomes on expenditure, we need quality and complete set of in performance information 
And with the performance information, we need performance indicators to be specific, relevant, and linked to the budget. We also need a series of regularly reported data to measure the change over time and to determine the impact or effectiveness. Excuse me, sorry to interrupt you, Mapule. I'm, I'm just trying to check, is there no other way that the slides can be bigger and uh, like we usually show them? I don't know how it appears oh, on the side. For my side. Were, were silent. And we um, I think, maybe, uh, uh, Lilia, are you going to share it? What direction are you giving Yeah, I, I see what the chip is saying. Uh, make it bigger. I think make it, uh, yeah. I think it needs Lilia? to be full screen. Full screen, yeah. yes, full screen. <laughs> yeah. Make it full screen, Lilia. Lilia here has, um, Darren, are you able to put them, to flag them for, for us and put them fixed in, uh, Darren? Nilia? Yep, Chairperson, um, Nilia, yes. I mean, Nilia co-host, she's the one sharing the slides. Yeah, that's, 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 that's better. Um, do you need what is appearing on the left or just have the slide full in there? Excellent, excellent. Just make a full slideshow and save. Yeah. Uh, uh, Let me call it. I'm just gonna call it. Are we winning? So Tanelia, um, sorry, we do apologize. Chef. I think she's she's struggling with the with the because she's using a different um, gadget. Um, a gadget, yeah, because the computers we've got problems with our computers. So ish, um, so she's using a tab a tablet, an iPad instead of a of a, of a, a laptop. Um, so I think she can. We, can I propose that we continue if, if members can see, and then as soon as she sorted out, unless maybe we could, I could send um, the presentation to, to Darren to share instead. If that's fine, either way, yeah. can continue yeah. as soon as yeah. she's fine. To the chances, to the chances, I, I yes, can yes. I can we take a five minutes break and you sort out because we really want to see what is on the screen. So right, we'll give you honorable members. Let's let's just give them about five minutes and then let them sort out the slides. So 
I'm struggling from my side to see what's there. Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. No, agreed. Uh, we also struggling to see the small uh, writings. Chairperson, Chairperson. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Um, let me try and share the screen, Chair. Let me yeah. try and. I'm. Okay. I'm keeping. Hey, we have five minutes to sort out the thing, and then this. All right, Chair. There. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much, Darren. minutes past nine. This meeting was scheduled for nine, as was already pointed out. Dr. Zanzis, uh, please indicate the slide. Slide 10, Darren. Previous. This one, yes. Uh, all members, um, let's continue with our presentation. Um, PBO, you are ready, I suppose? Yes, Chairperson. Okay. All uh, members, we can we can continue. Hey? Thank you, Honorable Chair. 
So as I was saying, for, for this evaluation, we use performance information from the 2020-2021 annual report of the Department of Transport. This was the officially published information on performance expenditure. So the National Department of Transport arranged the data according to the purpose of the conditional grant, the expected output target and actual output achieved in 2020-2021, and the expenditure against the budget. Next slide. So what happens, Chairperson and Honorable Members, is that last year we did a brief on the performance of conditional grants for the Department of Transport, which we distributed to the committee on in November. So with that, with that brief, what happened was that the it was the 20 based on the 2019-2020 performance information. So when we looked at the annual report for the Department of Transport, the information was incomplete. And the reason that was given for the incomplete performance information was that it was due to COVID. So provinces were not be able to give information to the National Department of Transport. So for the that evaluation of the report that you received in November, so we then used the 2021 DORA to do the, the evaluation because the 2020 annual report information was incomplete. So now coming back early this year, we realized that the annual report for 2021 had more information than the information that we had in DORA. So we then updated the report that you had in November, 2021 with a 2020-2021 information or information from the annual report, which was audited data. So this presentation is therefore based on the updated brief that has been circulated together with this presentation. Next slide. So in the, in the analysis or the Department of Transport has four provincial grants that we're going to look at. The first one is the Provincial Road Maintenance Grant. So like the chairperson requested that we give the purpose of the grant. So in terms of this grant, the Provincial Road Maintenance Grant, the purpose of the grant is to supplement provincial investment for road infrastructure maintenance to ensure that all roads are classified as per the Road Infrastructure Strategic Framework for South Africa and to implement and maintain road asset management systems to supplement provincial projects for the repair of roads and bridges damaged by unforeseen accidents, including natural disasters, and to improve road safety with a special focus on pedestrian safety in rural areas. This information, the purpose of the grants are not in the presentation, but they are there in full in the report that was also distributed. So in terms of the evaluation, the projected outcomes that we found on the on the department is that is to improve the condition and lifespan of provincial roads and to improve the rates of employment and community participation through labor intensive construction construction methodologies and skills development through delivery of roads infrastructure projects. 
So the projected output are developed to monitor activities on planning, physical performance, job creation, and contractor development. So in terms of this grant, 10.47 billion was transferred specifically for the provincial road maintenance grant. And from that, only 9.94 billion was spent by provinces by the end of the financial year. So the underspending, according to the department, was due to reprioritization and repackaging of projects by the Limpopo Department of Public Works, roads and infrastructure as a result of advertisement of tenders. The department also reported total actual outputs, but did not provide projected target. So it is therefore not possible to determine whether the planned outputs were achieved or not if we don't know what were the targets. So an indicator with a baseline of the condition of roads and targets will be useful to determine if the real needs are addressed by this particular grant. Next slide. So the extra information that was is also available to a person in the 2021 annual report that they reported on, which was not there in the 2020 annual report and also in the DORA information that we used in the report that you received in November, is the, the, the report or performance on the employment stimulus, stimulus of the particular, particular grant. So in terms of the employment stimulus, the Department of Transport is, is supposed to, in terms of the purpose, to provide supplementary funding towards public transport services provided by provincial transport. So out of the 630 million transferred for employment stimulus through this grant, only 182 million was spent by provinces. So the department lists the main reason of this underspending as the late tabling of the medium-term budget statement in October. Remember, we had the MTBPS being shifted backwards due to elections. So, and they are saying that was the reason because transfers were only made in February 2021. So hence the underspending. And also another issue that we find here is that most of the provinces fail to comply with the requirements of the presidential employment stimulus package. For example, the Western Cape province did not comply with the presidency mandate of job creation because jobs created were not labor intensive activities, which means they didn't have warm bodies that were able to get employment opportunities. The Northern Cape province is said to have utilized parts of the provincial employment stimulus budget for other things instead of employment creation. And Limpopo province just started other employment stimulus project this new financial year. This will pose a serious challenge in terms of the reporting. And KwaZulu Natal failed to advertise tenders within the required time frame for the implementation of phase one. And some of the provinces which the national department does not specify which one did not report on SMEs. So most provinces did not report on the full-time equivalent in this case. 
So only two provinces which are helping and Northwest achieved their set targets, most of the provinces performed poorly. And in this, in this slide, Chairperson, I need to emphasize that this is the information as we got from the, from the National Department of Transport annual report. There is no detailed information in terms of the reason behind these reasons why most of the provinces did not perform as required by the Presidential Employment Stimulus Package. So like, for example, where they say Northern Cape province did not utilize Omnipass for other things. We don't know what they utilize that money for. The information is not available in the annual report, and we don't have access in terms of the provinces to see and to know what they did with the money and what did Western Cape do, what kind of employment creation they did that were not labor intensive. Next slide. So in this slide, Chairperson and honorable members, we try, we try to, to give you a summary of the performance of the provincial road maintenance grants. So we gathered information from different sources to sort of give a picture up to what is the performance at this, at this point. So when you look at the table, the first column is the actual 2019-2020 performance, which we took from the 2021 DORA, as I said from the beginning that the annual report did not have like good information that we needed. So we used the 2021 DORA. And the 2020-2021 actual performance information, which is coming from the 2020-2021 annual report. And the third column is the targets for 2021-2022. This is also something that is good, Chairperson, which was not happening in the previous financial years, because now for 2021-2022, they have performance targets and we are showing performance for quarter two. This information is coming from National Treasury. It's not yet publicly available, but they were able to share the information with us and we calculated a percentage in terms of how far it is at the moment in quarter two. And when you look at these sources, they are not always publicly available. Like I said, example for the, the current performance information that are not yet publicly available. And there is a lag period of two years when the DORA, when the information is published in the DORA. Next slide. So the second grant for the Department of Transport is the Public Transport Operations Grant. So the purpose of this grant is to provide supplementary funding towards public transport services provided by provincial departments of transport. 5.96 billion of the transferred funds Sorry. amount- Sorry. Excuse me. Are we in, on the same slide with you? Looks like they've, they've gone back to what you've come back to. Yes, they were on the wrong one, Chief. Yes. Let's go to the next one. Next slide, Dara. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Yes. So 5.96 billion of the transferred amount totaling to 6.7 billion was spent by provinces leading to 11% underspending. So the reduced spending or the underspending emanated from COVID-19 lockdown restrictions affecting operation. For example, 50% of the buses were not operating 
resulting in non-spending. And in Gauteng, the Mayor 10 and the Ekuruleni contracts were not operating due to operators withdrawing services. So although progress was made with the implementation of the outputs, it cannot be measured in terms of the planned targets of vehicle subsidized, cumulative annual vehicle subsidized, trips operated, scheduled trips, passenger subsidies, kilometer subsidized, number of employees, and the number of kilometers targeted. Next slide. The next grant for the Department of Transport is the Public Transport Network Grant. So the purpose of this grant is to provide funding for accelerated construction and improvement of public and non-motorized transport infrastructure that form part of a municipal integrated public transport network and to support the planning, regulation, control, management, and operation of fiscally and financially sustainable municipal public transport network services. So municipalities spent 3.1 billion of the 4.39 billion transferred, leading to an underspending of 1.29 billion. The munis municipal sphere financial year annually runs for three more months after the end of the nationally of the national financial year, which means that the unspent funds are, are, are likely to be spent or to be increased by the end of the municipal financial year. So municipalities that receive the grant are making progress with the provisioning of the network infrastructure grant. This we can see on the, on also on the report in table three of the annexure. For example, Cape Town, in Cape Town, a cumulative total of 33.9 kilometers by the directional dedication BRT busway has been connected and 1.5 kilometer is fully operational. For Ekurileni, 80% of all ITS equipment procurement that is validation, validators and gates, construction of turnaround facilities at Winnie Mandela and Temisa Hospital completed. For Etequini, Corridor 2, 7 of 27 kilometers road and four of 14 stations completed. And in George, road rehabilitation of the Caledon, Mission and Merriman streets completed for Johannesburg. Road rehabilitation for critical section concluded for Nelson Mandela Bay, upgraded into standard road bridge and pedestrian bridges, practical completion in March 2020. For Swane, Bele Omri phase two, that is overflow car park electric fencing, 8% complete, capital park bridges 50% complete, Wonderbomb intermodal facility, building works 55% complete. So all this information is available in the report. So, but however, there is no reporting on the progress made with the provisioning of the network operators component. Because for this, for this grant, they have to perform on the network infrastructure component. They have to pro 
they have to perform on the network operation component. So there is reported progress on the network infrastructure component, but there is no reporting on the network operators component. So the network operators component should include the reporting on the number of average weekday passenger trips carried on public transport network, grant funded networks, number of percentage of municipal households within 500 meters walk to an integrated public transport network station, percentage uptime of network operating systems as a proportion of the network's public operators operating hours, and passengers per network vehicle per available weekday. So they did not report on this, but they reported on the network infrastructure component. Next slide. The fourth and last grant for the Department of Transport is the Rural Road Asset Management Systems Grant. The goal of this grant is to ensure efficient and effective investment in municipal roads through the development of the road asset management system and collection of data. So the municipalities spent 40.8 million of the 108.4 million transferred. The slow spending of 38% of the funds was due to the impact of COVID-19, which delayed procurement as well as implementation. It is also noted that the municipal financial year only ends in June, so which means there is a lag in terms of the reporting. Maybe some of the, of the, of the funds will be utilized by the end of that time. So expected output for this grant are as follows, road condition data, traffic data, data on condition of structures as per technical method for highways, prioritized project list of roads to inf inform municipal grant project selection. So next slide. So the actual output as per the annual report is that the department reports that the road condition data and the traffic data is available. So they're just saying it's available. We don't know it's available. How was the performance and all that? And they are saying the road asset management systems data is being cleaned and updated, which we also don't have the details to that. So the following are some of the challenges encountered according to the department in the program. COVID-19 regulations, regulations have delayed the appointment of service providers in some district and field workers was impacted due to regulations. The ownership of the program by municipalities as most times data is hosted by service providers instead of district. Involvement of some local municipalities in the program delays by district municipalities to procure technical services on time long before expiry of the contract, handing over of graduates by outgoing service providers when the contracts come to an end to district municipalities and the newly appointed service providers. Next slide. So in conclusion, Chairperson and honorable members were saying in the financial year 2020, four conditional grants were, trans <coughs> were transferred to provinces and municipalities by the National Department of Agriculture, which are the Provincial Road Maintenance Grant, the Transport Operations Grant, 
Public Transport Network Grant and Rural Asset Management Grant. So the analysis of the information on the conditional grants shows that there is underspending that is accompanied by under and in certain instance circumstances over performance. Performance on outputs or indicators were not well defined, poor or no reporting on actual non-performance information, no targets were set for outputs. So there was incomplete performance information uh, still again in the annual report. And this the lack of proper information on conditional grant, performance information on, in the annual report of departments in general makes it difficult for parliament to determine the effectiveness of expenditure and the impact of outputs delivered by provincial department. Thank you, Chairperson and honorable members. Dr. Janchis. Uh, thank you so much, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Dr. Katani. Chairperson, we'll stop there. We'll, we'll take the input from the, from the chair and members. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Honorable members, uh, here's the presentation by PBO. Can I have indications from the honorable members who would like to um, have a bite of the presentation? Matafa. Honorable Matafa. Thank you, Imam. Honorable Sheikh. Honorable Chair, Honorable Honorable Sonyana, Chair, did you hear? Oh, Honorable Sonyana. Next, I've got Matafa Sheikh, Dihale Sonyan. Honorable members? Kaiso. Kaiso. Chair Honorable Sarupin. Honorable Sarupin. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's also mute. Let's also mute. Let's also mute. Uh, can I ask everyone who's on the platform to mute their gadgets, please? Thank you. Uh, uh, the last one was Honorable Sarupin. Any other honorable member of the Honorable Sarupin? Okay. So we'll start with Orabul Matafa, Orabul Sheikh, Orabul Tihale, Orabul Sonyana, Orabul Kaiso, and then lastly, Orabul Sarupen. Let's, let's try to be economic with our time. I won't give you time. Let, let's, let's hear Orabul Matafa. Thank you very much, Chair. Good morning to you and other honorable members on the platform and everybody else who is uh, a guest today in the meeting. Chair, I will be very brief as you had indicated that this uh, presentation and the meeting seeks to assist the committee for further engagement with the Department of uh, Transport. So we welcome the work that the PPO has done. It will really assist in us achieving what you have said as the main purpose for this meeting. But also, Chair, you alluded to the fact that it is important whilst we evaluate what the situation is as far as conditional grants are concerned, it is also important from that which we identify if there are correct, corrective measures where problems are identified. And most of my inputs will be based on that to check if whether the BBO would have identified any efforts to move towards corrective measures in ensuring that these anomalies are, are corrected. 
The first one is just on the background, uh, as it was presented by Dr. Janchis, on the concern from the minibus taxi industry, that the subsidies seem to create a skewed competition when they are excluded. Now, the question that I have is if whether, is there any observation that uh, the transport sector, particularly the minibus uh, taxi industry, is being involved in, in, in the planning because also it's a major stakeholder as the presentation indicates that most commuters prefer this mode of, uh, uh, of transport. And one of the reasons, being a user as well uh, when, when, when circumstances require, it is very efficient and reliable. When you use the minibus taxi industry, issues like the last mile challenge does not affect you because minibus taxis are found almost everywhere. Now, the second involvement is on the development as far as human settlement is concerned, because one of the biggest challenges the minibus taxi industry is facing is the conflict over routes. So is there a way that we can involve the industry in ensuring that all these new developments that government embarks on does not result in further conflict, which will also affect the users. The second, the second one, Chair, it's on the issue of uh, the usage of the grants, particularly as it relates to the employment stimulus package. This, this part was covered on slide, slide 14. We acknowledge that COVID-19 had had a major impact on, on most planning and equally the delayed tabling of the medium-term budget. Did the PBO observe any effort whereby there are plans that are identified to ensure that the monies that are not spent or programs that were not initiated that will cover employment, particularly on the EPWP space are going to be implemented to ensure that the money allocated is actually spent. I'm raising this chair simply for two issues. One of the biggest uh, focus by government intending around the economy is on infrastructure. And secondly, eradicating unemployment as it affects the youth which are willing and able to work. And this particular grants are actually, uh, for me, appear to be more convenient to addressing that particular issue. The second last point, Chair, is on strong and continuous monitoring mechanisms. Did the PBO observe any of such? Now, this question is raised by the input around the Bele Ombri project, which is standing by 8% completion. Now, the question that we follow is, if whether the 8% is in line with the amount allocated. Secondly, is it in line with the initiation as well as the completion time? If not, what then? Because for me, it's good to say there's 8%, but if this project has started two or three years back in Twani and there is no mechanism between the city and the province, then we are not going to achieve much. We'll be faced with a situation where either the funds are rolled, are rolled over or are returned again to the National Revenue Fund. The last point, Chair, is, is just a high-level question. From these grants, 
which one seems to be better managed? And, and if there are there any best practices that as a committee, we can be uh, empowered with that when we engage with the transport, we can identify these particular uh, items to say in this grant, we find that it's better performing and X, Y, and Z are present, but in that other grant, X, Y, and Z are not present. Maybe if you implement X, Y, and Z in the other grant, it will also improve and be in line with the best performing one. Having said that, Chair, once again, thank you for the opportunity to engage and uh, thank you for the work by the PPO. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Matafa. Honorable Sheikh Imam, please. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, but allow me to wish all our colleagues here a very successful and prosperous 2022. I think it's the first time I'm meeting you for 2022, and I'm still recovering from my accident, so you might have difficulty with me for a period of time. But thank you very much to PBO for your presentation. Always indeed a pleasure listening to you uh, and very informative. My first question is on the issue of the Presidential Employment Stimulus Package. And I know you've raised concerns about provinces that, you know, how do you believe we can improve the quality on reporting on this particular uh, program so that we'd be able to identify whether it's achieving its, its intended objects and what were the shortcomings and what we should do to correct that, as my colleague has just spoken about corrective measures and what we're putting in place. The second thing I want to ask is very importantly, is it absolutely necessary for these special grants that we are putting in place? Is it not as a result of weaknesses in the structures that we have, that we have to repeatedly put in special grants and things to be able to get people to go out and perform a particular task in, in, in dealing with a particular challenge that they may have in, a, in, in whichever area that is. Now, the issue of the routes is a problem, but it's a problem that I think we are creating ourselves, Jefferson, because if I give you an example, if you're traveling from Parliament to Musenberg and you give a person a taxi route from Musenberg to Parliament, and, and then what happens to that taxi when it passes Salt River, Woodstock and Claremont and everywhere else? So I think when we do these things, we don't actually apply our mind to the challenges that we might uh, face. Now, I would like PBO to tell me, what are, have you ever done anything to ensure that we, or, or, or some research into whether you're getting value for money? in terms of, of the money that is being spent on all these projects and particularly comparing it from province to province because you find in a province you pay an X amount of money for a, the same product that you would pay in the Western Cape which might be higher or any other province and if you're not doing that don't you think it's something that we should look at and you know we've already agreed and it's not a matter for any further debate that we're losing hundreds of billions of rands in this country because we don't get value for money through the procurement system. How do you believe we could actually strengthen that to ensure that there's some standardized, you know, pricing mechanism that you can compare that Gauteng spent so much and KZN spent so much on three kilometers of road or whatever it is. So uh, uh, that's my next uh, question. Uh, Chairperson, I know a lot of money, I'm, I'm told, is being used on roads. And generally, you know, our people are very good at spending the money. <laughs> but when you get the outcomes, is something. I want to tell you, Chairperson, 
on a daily basis. I mean, I arrived in Cape Town last night. The condition of the roads and in Durban and KwaZulu-Natal, it's unbelievable. The entry, the main highways and freeways, the condition is deteriorating so fast. Now, the question that arises is, are we matching the amount of money that we spend to what is actually required? Are these things being maintained properly? Because it's clearly not. It is shocking. You know, <clears throat> driving an expensive car today, you're wasting your time. Because I tell you, the amount of you see the insurance companies have also come in now where they want to, I think, uh, uh, contribute to dealing with these potholes and all the problems that we're having on the road because of the insurance claims. But I can tell you it's a menace. On a rainy day, you're driving on one of these roads. It's such high risk. So what do you suggest that we could actually do uh, 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 in, 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 in terms of, of, of that? Now, <clears throat> the, the, the <clears throat> you've established uh, that there's a lot of underspending. And we know that we've got underspending in various departments in the country, and not surprisingly in, 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 in transport. And then you find in the last quarter, a lot of the money gets spent. Did you check whether this is not what we call fiscal dumping, where in order to be able to comply with, with the reporting mechanisms and things that they are just not going and dumping the monies in the last quarter so that they can be more compliant. Uh, I'll stop there for now, Chairperson, thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable uh, Sheikh, and we are, we are most welcome back, and uh, 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 we are very happy that you managed to uh, survive the accident. Uh, thank, thank, thank you very much, and, and I must say that uh, uh, even when you were still uh, uh, in bed, you still participated in the, in the meetings of the committee. Uh, we wish you a speedy recovery, 100%, because we need one to 100% here. Uh, in the in the, in the commit, but uh, you are you are most welcome. Honourable Dehale. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson. Greetings to the honourable members. In this new year of 2022, I also want to join the colleagues in wishing us all uh, a good new year that we managed to survive also in this 2022. Allow me to switch off my video. Okay. Uh, let me join my chairperson in really thanking God for the survival of our colleagues on the membership imam. We are happy that you survived. Many are now underground, but God so that you still you are still needed in this country in order to work for his people. Thank you very much. And I also want to say, uh, receive your total healing as you are waiting for your 100% minimum participation. Chairperson, I also want to join my colleague in welcoming the presentation of the PBO and also to say the honorable members touched on uh, the, the questions that I wanted to ask, but I, I won't keep quiet. I'll try and put an emphasis uh, on what they have said. So, I, I, I on, in, in, in other words, Chairperson, I'm, I'm always worried when people are being given a direction and they don't really follow that direction. 
Uh, I'm just checking if ever maybe we can come. Like uh, I was thinking in the word of God, there is this saying that spare the rod, spoil the child. And in our family, we are also practicing that. If the child is not following the the rules and whatever we, we, we are trying to to show them, we come up with something to show them that uh, this is what we want you to do. If you don't do this, you'll get this. So now, with our departments, I don't know whether uh, really we cannot come up with a plan whereby uh, people, if they are given something to do and they, they did not do it, we come up with a, a consequences so that tomorrow these people should then know what to do because this is not good. Uh, always uh, when we are facing a new year, would notice these problems that they are they are they are giving us these departments. Uh, though I would want to congratulate Outing and Northwest because they managed to comply with the requirements of the presidential employment stimulus package. We would really want to say to the two provinces they must keep it up and do as they are requested. Well, uh, in Limpopo province, my province, of course, uh, we have just been told that they, they started other employment stimulus projects instead of following what they were requested. But we are not being told as to what is it that they did. Like if you give a person uh, uh, two types of dishes, maybe to, to take care of, if they are not taking care of those dishes, they will introduce their own dish, and we will be we'll be happy if we can be told about the name of these new projects that they, they, they have started. And if ever is the wrong projects, then we'll say they didn't do well. Truly speaking, when we drive in Yumpopo, roads have potholes and they are not really in good conditions. So maybe we should know, but my worry is we need to come up with this. Uh, a plan of forcing these people to follow the correct direction. Well, KZN failed. I don't even know why really, really did. Do they choose to fail instead of doing something like the mighty uh, Western Cape, as we are always been told that in Western Cape, things are always in order, they're doing their job well, but they also did not comply. This is worrisome. A uh, chairperson on the on the provincial road maintenance summary. Uh, we have been told about the government indicators, but we've not been told as to from which province. I don't know whether uh, uh, I'm I, I really putting my question correctly because we've been told about what was what happened and the kilometers of the, the road, but we're not being told as to which province did this. Thank you very much. Honorable Dihale, thank you very much. Good to, to, uh, uh, to, uh, to see you. Uh, Honorable Shanyana, please come in. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Happy New Year to all our members. Um, Chairperson, first and foremost, let me welcome the presentation by the PBO. 
Um, it was a beautiful presentation, although it was depressing. The presentation itself was beautiful, but the content was very, very depressing. Um, first and foremost, Dr. Janjis, I just want to, in your opening remarks, you said that there are poor provinces. I want to tell you that there are no poor provinces, but there are poorly run provinces. And there's a huge difference between the two. Um, and then my questions are only two, Chair. Um, the first one is that now with the funds that were not spent uh, on the presidential stimulus package, what happens to the money? Um, what really happens to the money? Um, does it go back to Treasury or is it going to be a rollover? And secondly, the interest which was accumulated from the funds that were not spent, what happens to that interest? I'm just interested to know what happens to the interest. And then, uh, Chairperson, um, yeah, that was the only two. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Sanyana, thank, thank, thank you so much. Uh, I'll allow Honorable Kaiso to come in. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, and greetings to members of the committee. <clears throat> and let me also uh, thank for the presentation which has been made by the Office of the PBO and uh, wish all and wish uh, Honorable Dipur a speedy recovery from bed. And also want to welcome the uh, recovery of uh, uh, Honorable Sheikh. Quite, uh, Chairperson, I think we've talked a lot as a committee previously around the, uh, the issues related to these grants uh, in our previous meetings. And uh, I think even at this time, when we have now received a full report on the, on some breakdown on, on, on these grants, various uh, grants, uh, transport, and uh, so we, we still want to reiterate what we said previously that we, uh, I mean, it's very much disappointing. Uh, I mean, given the situation of our uh, road condition and, and, and 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 how and the performance of the economy because uh, performance of the economy also relies on you know on good conditions of road and and our people being able to reach their destination to to work etc so it's very very well very much important what is most disappointing chair honorable chair uh, that disturbed me where uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the way that provinces fail to comply with the condition set for the presidential stimulus package. Uh, I mean, which most of the provinces uh, could not comply uh, with that. So it's a it's a serious indictment. Uh, so so why I'm saying this? You can imagine that we have got over 65 percentage of, of young people who are unemployed, uh, uh, which then this presidential stimulus package uh, was something that is going to uh, intervene. But now with the failure of the provinces uh, to, you know, 
to comply so that now uh, that situation is being, you know, uh, uh, being corrected. It's a serious problem that that needs to be, you know, attended to by this committee. In fact, we we must uh, raise and write that uh, it's very much disappointing uh, with this because it's, it's it is also part of the economic recovery plan uh, that it is there trying to respond to the economic situation and the performance of the economy. But with these developments that we're getting here, it's, it's quite serious. I just wanted to know, uh, besides that, um, from the PBO, wh what is the reason of not giving, uh, as, as you uh, find out, what was the reason of not giving a report on network operations uh, component? Because I, I think it's very, very much important. And lastly, Chair, is on the, yeah, I, I, I just wanted, to, maybe it was important that we get a breakdown on the, on the, on the report on, the, on these provinces, not just generally that they have performed, but at least if there is a breakdown, you know, uh, of each province so that we are able to read what is actually, what is the meaning of that most provinces at this area they have performed well, especially around the issue of integrated uh, transport. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Kaiso, thank you very much for the, uh, for the questions and the input. Uh, Honorable Sarupen, it's your turn. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, my internet connection is unstable where I stay, as you know, so I'm just going to keep my camera off. And I hope you can all hear me clearly because I keep getting the warning that my connection is unstable. Uh, yeah, Chairperson, it's very difficult to go last because most members raise everything that you have already set, wanted to say. But the one point I do want to ask about is, on one of the slides, it stated that one of the grants, for example, was um, announced in an adjustment budget in, 20, in late 2020 and only paid over in 2021. And effectively, there wasn't enough time for provinces and local government and so on to spend those grants. I'd like to find out if this is a recurrent problem in terms of the timing and allocation of grants, that it does become a situation where national treasury effectively creates the conditions for fiscal dumping of poor performance by late announcements of programs and then only transferring the money towards the end of the financial year with a month or two to go, making it impossible to perform. Um, as we know with projects, you often need shovel-ready projects if you're going to spend money. So I'd like to find out um, if, this, if National Tre Treasury is a repeat offender in this regard. Um, and if they are a repeat offender, then Chairperson, I think we probably need to ask National Treasury what they're going to do to stop that behavior. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Honorable <coughs> Sarupen. Um, let let me come in with uh, my few questions. No, there's Mlenzana yet. Oh, okay, Honorable Mlenzana, please. Come uh, in. you can skip Mlenzana. It's not a problem. Honorable <laughs> Mlenzana, come in. Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Mlenzana. We can't hear you. Please unmute yourself and speak. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Uh, a good morning and compliments uh, to, to, to all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I don't trust me to all. Please. Continue. I know, just leave it. Eh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I will deal with her. That time is coming. I will deal with her. Chaperson, uh, uh, let me also echo uh, Honorable Kai uh, Sos' uh, words of uh, well wishes to Honorable Kipur and also welcoming back Honorable Sarpan. Uh, we, we wish that at least we'll be together, uh, not a COVID. Honorable Sarpan or Raul Sheikh? I mean, Sheikh Iman, yes. Yeah, shake the man. Uh, I was saying at least this COVID will uh, at least give us space this year. Chairperson, uh, uh, one apology for joining the meeting a bit late, but fortunately, I had read, I had read uh, the presentation and uh, was fortunate enough to get some questions, uh, which were presented by honourable members. Hence, then. I will also not have on uh, the questions which had already been asked, but uh, <clears throat> there is a question from Umkwenye. You know, you would know Umkwenye. Uh, I had a session with young people uh, in my constituency, and their question is one, is there no way that Treasury can assist these provinces, which are lacking behind, uh, that without a, a hop, step, and jump kind of an arrangement where we overlook uh, the provinces, but Treasury tries to ensure that uh, money gets into the designed destination. Because now we are talking of uh, money which hasn't been spent, but uh, the end users, the would-be users, are still there looking for such intervention. Uh, that's one part. Then the second one would be, uh, as Honorable Kaiser was saying, is it not possible, Chair, that we can get a breakdown after which then we would, as the committee, arrange one-on-one -on -one meetings with affected provinces. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Uh, we did receive your, your, your apology. Um, let, let me just uh, join me after you and uh, obviously welcome the presentation by, by, by PDO. And let me make this uh, uh, point up front that uh, we, we do acknowledge the point that uh, TBO is rely, relies on other departments for information. So, uh, and they may not have that information as they, they say. So in that, in that regard, I'll request that our support staff working with TBO identify those areas uh, which we must raise with the respective departments in particular with the Department of Transport and National Treasury, uh, the information which uh, relates to those uh, areas that uh, TPO couldn't cover from the main presentation and from the questions that have been raised by the honorable members. <clears throat> Coming to my question related to honorable Matafa's question, um, <clears throat> I just want to check with you, um, 
if you look at, at these grants, um, the conditional grants, for me, I would like to get from you your opinion as PPO, whether you think the delivery method of these grants is the most efficient one. Um, I would like to hear your, your, <clears throat> your take on that one and just again challenge the oral members that perhaps we need to also to discuss that, that you may find that they, they, in the whole delivery mechanism, there are some um, <clears throat> um, chokers in the process. You are also making a point when it comes to the provincial, uh, okay, to some of these grants where you are saying uh, provincial transport authorities should be established. And my immediate question was, was why? You never um, <clears throat> elaborated on that. Um, what I saw, perhaps what I assumed is that uh, your, your solution seems to be in the institutions, but you, without you sharing those problems with those institutions, Um, related to, to Honorable Sheikh's question, value for money, it's, 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 it's very critical. And when it comes to, to the roads, I, I, I think we become, all of us become evaluators when we drive in our cities and towns and uh, rural roads, then we're able to evaluate that we seem not to be getting impact of, 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 the, of the money uh, uh, that we're spending. <clears throat> so related to that, uh, for me, it's uh, whether you think that the indicators that we are, we are using are appropriate, are appropriate uh, to allow us to make proper evaluation uh, of the impact of, of the money. You see, I, I think this has been said uh, many times that while in most cases we complain about money, uh, it transpires that uh, it's not really money, it's about how we use money or even not using the money. For instance, if you look at the, uh, uh, the presidential uh, employment stimulus package, that's an, 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 an emergency. Uh, there's, a, there's a crisis that uh, um, <clears throat> we're dealing with there. But if that money is, is, is not used, then uh, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. So I'm, 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 I'm just saying that uh, the point that is always made that perhaps we, uh, we, 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 we complain about not having money, but the effectiveness and of, of the usage of that money and its impact may, may be the more, more of a problem than money itself. So I would, I would just like to hear your, your, your take on, on, on that statement. But my principal question there was that, uh, do you think that the, the, the indicators that you are having are proper to make proper evaluation of uh, uh, <clears throat> the budget that we give and the grants that we are talking about now. Um, I see the hand. Is there anyone who, who raised the hand before I, 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 I give back to PPO to answer? No, or members, we are all covered. Am I right? Okay. Um, Dr. Jantis and the team, please. Uh, and, and, and please, I always make this, uh, this point that uh, the questions that you can't answer, please don't say they can't be answered and we're still going to research on them or 
if you want us to refer it to another department and so on or to assist you. So, um, because we ask you about all the departments uh, and the, the institutions of government. So we, we do, we, we, we do consider the fact that um, we may not be able to have all the answers. Um, Dr. Chanchis, please come in. Uh, thank you so much, Chairperson and honorable members. Um, I'll ask uh, Dr. Sikatan and Dr. Alan to come in. Okay. Uh, come in. Dr. Sanchez, just hold on. I've been requesting, um, there's, there's somebody on the platform who's interfering, who's interfering with the meeting. Chairperson, I'm also checking, um, it's only your mic and Dr. Sanchez's mic that is on. So it could be coming from Dr. Sanchez. Okay, that's 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 fine. All right, I I I've got the aircon in Mayor's office. There's an old aircon in the office. Yeah, I'll change it off. So I apologize. Yeah, um, I'll look at Jefferson. I'll just leave. Okay, let me give Dr. Sekatan and Dr. Alan to come in. Um, thank you, Dr. Janchis. Um, I will start and then um. Um, Dr. Sekatani will continue. Um, in terms of the corrective measures, um, normally in the um, in the annual report they do supply corrective measures, but we didn't also add that to the presentation. But normally they indicate they they will do certain checks or follow up. So there are corrective measures that what the department normally indicates. In terms of the um, usage of the grant, in terms of the EPWP, remember with the special appropriations, um, we also indicated that departments haven't spent their previous EPWP money, and then we just added funds on top of that. So um, it's just normal that they won't be able to spend that money if they didn't even spe spend the original funds. And um, what will happen to the funds? Um, I'm not sure whether um, the Treasury will roll it over or whether it will be surrendered if it hasn't been spent by the end of the year. Um, in terms of the transfers to the um, the um, the municipalities, the municipalities still have a few months more than provincial government to spend that money anyway. So in terms of the monitoring me mechanisms, um, there is a, a long description of monitoring mechanisms of the implementation of the grant. And the biggest responsibility is on the Department of Transport. So whether they perform all those things that are indicated um, in the Division of Revenue in the schedules, what they must do as the transferring officer, we don't um, have access to monitor the monitoring of that. Um, so the responsibility is on the Department, National Department of Transport. Um, which grant um, performed better? Um, it's difficult to say which grant performs better, members, um, and it also links to the um, the whole mechanism of how we report on conditional grants. Um, we've said that um, occasionally we've mentioned that 
um, there isn't a proper quarterly performance reporting system in place for grants. This quarter, I've asked um, the Treasury for the information or the second quarter information just to try and report back to our committees on where we are currently. But members, in terms of all the different conditional grants, you find there's a, a different reporting mechanism to the Treasury because in terms of the information or the data that we received from them. For example, um, the health conditional grant provided a 260-page narrative report um, with tables in it um, reporting on the health grants. Um, the, the transport grants, is um, some of it is in a narrative report. Um, so members, if, if uh, we produce a table, it means that we have to capture this information manually into an Excel sheet to make sense of it. Um, the narrative reports are normally um, per province, so it is possible that we can provide you with the information on a provincial level, but not the, the annual results. At this stage, we only have, for example, quarter two results, but we can um, do it per province because we do have that information. It will just be very time consuming. Um, for example, I did um, the... the um, analysis of some of these grants and then I just had to put all the information of different provinces and then add it up to get the totals. So it's not an easy process. It's not that it's in Excel that you can do a proper analysis. Um, one of these grants we did receive in Excel, um, the, the um, performance information, I think it was the PTOC grant, um, the transport operation grant. So it's like nine different Excel documents that we received. So there is definitely a lot of thinking that we need to do in terms of how departments report quarterly. And obviously then the end of the year, we will receive um, the final uh, report for the year. Um, but at this stage, we can only wait for the, um, the annual report of the Department of Transport to get the information on the performance. And as we said also in, in when we started this project, it was only the 2019-20 annual report that was available. But that report was so incomplete when we compared that information with now the 2021 Division of Revenue, there was a big difference between the numbers. That's why we decided to use DORA for our initial report. And then we updated it now with the 2021-22 or the 2020-21 annual report. So there's a huge lag um, in terms of annual information, specifically in terms of performance. Um, financial information is, is available quarterly, but it's just to compare that with your um, non-financial information. Um, in terms of the um, uh, whether it's necess necessary for special grants, um, and if, we, um, if we implement new special grants, it's very difficult to monitor the outputs of those grants. Um, normally these grants are then um, the reporting go, um, uh, goes by the DPME or things like that, but because it's not part of the 
normal system, um, it makes monitoring very difficult. Um, do we get value for money? We're trying to determine whether we get value for money, but it's not always um, um, uh, um, possible to compare amounts with performance. So in this presentation, we tried to tell you all of this we did um, in terms of the provincial transport grant, for example, with this amount of money. Um, so do you think it's value for money? We can only determine it um, if we have a whole, a few years, for example, um, how did we perform over years the, to see uh, what's happening? Um, but precisely value for money um, in the, the um, um, provincial transport grant, we suggest that we, that they develop a, um, an outcome indicator or out, um, for example, what it costs per kilometer. So if we get that number per province, one can compare it over time or compare provinces with each other. It will always differ because the terrain differs in different provinces, but at least you will have um, an idea what it what it's costing us per kilometer per province. That information is definitely available. They just don't report it in terms of this grant. Um, we've spoke about the monitoring. Um, and, and the provincial, um, and we spoke about the possible rollovers of the provincial employment. Failing to comply, I don't have an answer on that. Um, uh, the committee, for example, can only um, uh, depend on the Department of Transport to come and report back on their own monitoring system on whether all provinces comply to the um, criteria within the Division of Revenue Act. Um, and then um, the, the repeat offenders of Treasury. Um, normally, if it's in the, if we allocate funds in the adjustments budget, whether it's a role, if it's a rollover, the money is already, or was already in, in that province. Um, appropriated and it might still be in the um, bank account of the province. So th there's no problem in spending immediately, but it's just when it's new money, um, such as the 11 billion that was allocated for the employment, presidential employment, um, that creates problems. If it's basically, uh, it must go through all those processes of approval and then the transfer. Um, then we've spoke about the mechanism and um, uh, that there's definitely work to be done in terms of the uh, reporting system um, on conditional grants. And there was a question on, um, there was a recommendation from the National Department to create um, provincial transport authorities. Um, I don't have the answer why they think they need it if they don't have the capacity to do the monitoring of the implementation of the projects. Um, and then the, the other um, question that members ask, how can we make sure that we see progress? It's difficult now, just in terms of a desktop exercise to see progress because we don't have baseline data. Um, the money that was allocated for that audit of provincial roads hasn't been spent for the last two years. 
Um, so if we can have all the baseline data in terms of the indicators that that they um, develop, then it might be easier to make an observation whether they made progress. Obviously, they will add each year. But also the fact that they don't have targets makes it very difficult, especially in DORA or in the annual report. Um, the only targets that we, we've seen is in the quarterly performance reports that we now requested from the Treasury, and that is the information from the business plans that departments um, compile for each grant. But we don't have access to those um, business um, uh, um, uh, reports that they compile. Um, and yes, I think that's all that I can say in terms of our analysis and experience with analyzing not just the transport grant, but we did most of the Schedule 5 grants. Thank you, members, and thank you, Dumisani or Dumopula, if you want to continue. Thank you, Nidia. But I think you covered everything. I'll just cover. Honorable Dekhale asked for, in terms of slide 15, she asked which province did what. I think Nilia answered that, that we can, we can provide that. And then, which one? She asked, can we come up with a plan to make provinces do as they are supposed to do? I, I guess the, the, if the committee can can engage with the national department, the national department must have some sort of consequence management in terms of, because they're like sort of the mother body, because they're the ones transferring the funds to provinces in terms of the employment stimulus. And then there was a question asked by Honorable Kaiso in terms of slide 17. Uh, where he asked, was there a reason given for not reporting on the network operations component? There was no reason. So we just got the report, the annual report, with the performance on everything except that. So there is no indication why there is no reporting on the network operations component. And breakdown of provinces, for some of those that are available, we can definitely do a table to indicate which province received how much or municipality received how much and how much was spent on that. We, 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 we can do that. And what else? In terms of fiscal dumping, I think Nelia asked that if we're gonna get to, because there is a lag in terms of municipalities, their financial year is not the same as the national financial year. Which one is better managed? Nelia asked that. So yeah, I think I think well, and the, the minibus question, I think the director will will answer that. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you so much, uh, colleagues. Thanks so much, Chair, for the. I think the, the colleagues covered quite a lot of problems. I just just a few comments from my side. <clears throat> I think the the issue around the, the minibuses being hot. Um, when we look at the study that's done, but Competition Commission, it does actually recognize that the 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 mini taxes is involved in, in the in the planning process. But I think the the issue, as as linking back to the comment by by the chair around the the regional 
engagement on the policy or planning stage, it, it, it often requires the more involvement of the, of the regional government to provincial and the local government. Hence, the, the, the DSU tried to regionalize the discussion on policy or planning in, 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 the, in the sector there and, and involving the of the tax sector in this regard. Um, but the other thing which we have also seen is the issue of lack of capacity or lack of um, much of focus capacity in the, in the, in the local uh, government in dealing with the issue of research around the, the involvement or participation of the UTEX in the planning of the transport system. Often you find that they're separated um, in, in, in the start. It's always about licensing and all of us, but in broad sense of policy, the local government, there is strong indication that that needs to be strengthened. The, the point around, you know, adding on Dr. Orlando's point around value for money, one way of, of looking at this, when you look at literature, it's certainly looking at whether, you know, if this is a product that you, you are purchasing from this supplier, um, where else would you have gotten this particular product and how much would it have costed you in a way? And if there are differences in that kind of, you know, in probably a different transportation, there has to be some explanations. What are these differences? Because there will be, um, you know, disparities and comparing engineers and so on. But in a, in a bottom line, you, you need to have a sense of why are there disparities in, in the, the the services of the product that you want to determine whether you really are getting the benefit or not you're getting it. And I don't think a lot of that is done in many instances. But when you look at the the the, the spending on, on such on, on, on transport in particular, a lot of things there are standardized as as um, Dr. Andrew is saying. Um, and it should be easy to determine the the, the telephone money that you know this involves a lot of engineering work and, and a lot of these things are very standardized. It should be easier to get um, information on on the benefit or whether the, the services or the product the government is of a higher value that the money has been paid for. The last point is on the 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 the, the model itself of the conditional grant. I think conceptually, chair. This would have, it should have, should be a very very effective way of delivering things for uh, uh, um, you know, ensuring that public expenditure is done in a way more effectively in, in a sense. But but when I looked at I had a look at various audit reports over time around this, but also when nation the times come and present why this financing or why they're taking money from from that. Infrastructure on or commercial grants in particular has always been an issue of capacity, whether there is enough capacity for for for, for, for those local government uh, or regional government that are allocated that money to implement the the, the, the the money spent. Because what makes it difficult compared to the other, you, you can't use it for any other business except what it's meant for. So I think for me, conceptually, it will sound as, as a good way of you know ensuring service can be delivered effectively. Um, but but there has a lot of times it's always been an issue of capacity management that conditional grant in, in, in a large sense of it, and certainly there's a lot of evidence of such things. I think Chair will stop there and, and also welcome any further input from the community, and we can do any further work in this regard. Thank you so much, Chair. Honor members. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Uh, so, so the last point, so the last point I wanted to comment on, um, it's around the, <clears throat> sorry, the, the issue of the, the poor preferences vis-a-vis the um, unrun wealth. I think what I meant to say is that the Dr. Janchis, please. Oh, we are missing him. We are missing him at this critical, you know, uh, point. Can you? Can <laughs> you start? about that, I think you. Can you start again? All right. No, I, I was saying, I was trying to emphasize, Honorable, that the, the point what I was trying to make there is the difference in policies, social, um, economic indicators of some of these policies are, are lower than compared to others. They also include human. Human development indicators in some of these other, you know, provinces, um, but also when you look at the, the economic participation in the areas and so on, but far different from those that are you know more high, high, um, you know, with high economic development and human development. And also infrastructure is quite limited in these more rural, sparsely provinces, and that certainly has to be taken into account when you, you, you think about how. Some of these policies are implemented over those compared to other problems. That's what I just meant. I wasn't talking about the governor. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Chef and members. Thank, 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 thank you, Doc. Um, I'll, 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 I'll tell you why um, I was talking about the delivery mechanism or method. For instance, the conditional grant, right? National Treasury is involved, National Department of Transport is involved. If it's a provincial one, then province, right? For instance, if um, uh, I were to say, why doesn't the Department of National Department of Transport do what's, what's supposed to be done by that grant? That's number one. Or alternatively, why doesn't that money go straight to the level of government where it should be it should be used? Um, so that's that's what was uh, um, <clears throat> informing my 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 question, and 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 then. Um, uh, Dr. Neil, I just wanted to check: um, is it is it possible for us to just to get a helicopter view of many of these conditional grants? Be they health, be they education, be they agriculture, and then um, uh, you 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 look at them. Obviously, you won't go to the detail like you have gone you have gone when we dealt with the transport one. To just see are they effective? Is money being used? Um, what are the levels of expenditure, uh, the type of impact that perhaps was desired when uh, those grants were, were first conceptualized? I, I, ho I hope you, 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 you get my, my, my drift. Before I allow you to, to respond to the two issues I've just raised, I just want to check with our members, is there any question which is pending which you'd like to, uh, to raise with uh, PBO? Yes, 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 Chair. Uh, okay, it's so, Okay, another member. Okay, Kaiso, come in. Yes, Chair, I just want to find out from PBO, you know, this issue of uh, COVID-19, uh, <clears throat> COVID-19 uh, excuses have been coming uh, from time and again. So I just want to, understand from PBO uh, because the, it's an excuse uh, which has been given uh, in many on many instances. So the excuse here 
it has been the manufacturers uh, and, and, you know, uh, availability, you know, I just want to know how do you ascertain them? Because sometimes I may, I, I may tell you, look, we have moved from level five to level one. Uh, it's uh, uh, from 2020, 21, 2022. So we often get, got the same stories. Now, are you able to pick up the, the reality of these stories of, you know, manufacturers, uh, those excuses of COVID-19? Are you able to make the real story out of that? Because I might just as well tell you if I don't want to do anything about COVID-19. Is there any true story that you pick up that, no, manufacturer X was not available really from the period of six months or from a certain period, and therefore affected uh, any production whatsoever. Are you able to pick up such stories? Because uh, many people can tell you that, no, uh, I didn't do anything, COVID-19, just like that. Thank you, Honorable Kaisom. Uh, uh, Before I, I hand over to PBO, any other honorable member who's planning to say something? Okay. Uh, um, Dr. Janchis, and uh, there's, there's a, there was a particular question that I also directed to Dr. Nelia, but Dr. Janchis, back to you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Chair, for, for a follow-up question there. Um, questions there. Thanks, Chair. I think one of the, I want to start by putting it that way. That, look, the, the question of whether the grant should be given up by national department specifically provincials. I think it's a question that really talks to the structure of, of, of government because one of the points that we've raised in before is that the, there's so much that the services in many of the de uh, development indicators are, are done at the local government level. And, and if, if, if you, if government, um, again, different spheres of the purpose they establish for, certainly national, that's what the policy at most of the time is set out for, 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 for government priorities and, and so on, um, a lot of times, and, and you find that a lot of times the, the original will be a lot about monitoring the process and the fundamental, the areas where a lot of services would be delivered, it's within the, uh, and the broader set of schemes, it's within the, the local government level. And, and one of the comparative that I did sometime last year, where I look at different countries which has provinces specifically local government and so and, and and the 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 questions always come back to the importance of local government in, in delivering services, showing the proper infrastructure in the area. And and I and uh, my one of the assumptions I've made before was that there is hence we had so much conditional grants coming direct to the local government. And 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 the bigger question which we have discussed with the teams in four was around how do you have Oversight mechanisms also trying to reach those, particularly the consumer grant on the transfer that comes out directly from the system, which uh, the mechanisms are not able to pick up. I think that's the point. I was yes, maybe you should allocate the money to the local government as opposed to putting it at the, the other. Specifically, we talk about the specific development indicators that are meeting their lives. I mean, that's the point. I was just to respond to your question. One way of looking whether the the effectiveness, what I've said to the team. Um, is also trying to look at the, the, the household, general household saving 
uh, where you look at different indicators there. And, and certainly what, what it's done, I was speaking the, the last one, was this in December, it looks at, um, it tells you whether the development indicators are improving or not. Take for example, uh, the early childhood development, it's one, where it is worsening off compared to the other. Whereas you put a grant there, that's meant to deal with that uh, 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 development indicator. And, and it's, it's some of the areas where I've seen to look, let's try to see how we can bring us on this information shows really maps out how uh, the development indicators have been over the, the, the years, over time. But I, I, would, I would be the first to acknowledge that this requires to do more work to be able to determine how effective or how these have been. But I, I've relied a lot on the household survey which shows how this has improved. Certainly, um, it also shows how much each province is rely heavily on some of these areas compared to other provinces. So it's very important to, to come to a particular uh, Dr. Olandi, I'll just give you two uh, responses to the committee. And, and really where we didn't respond here, we'd like the, the committee secretary to send us the questions. I know I had on our questions very specifically asked manufacturers, send us a question, we can do a, 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 a proper thorough information search we can provide to the committee. Dr. Olandi, do you want to come in? Thank you, Dumizani. So, Honorable Butelezi, we, um, we've done this kind of um, analysis on education, health, um, agriculture, um, um, housing. Um, yes, but but the main ones we did. So we can do a summary for you in terms of the findings of all these briefs that that we did. But the only thing is that. Um, it will then be on the 2019-20 annual reports, the outcome of those annual reports. Um, if you want us to update all that information with the 2020, um, we can start a new project and we can do it and we can um, uh, put all of those grants, all the different ones together in, in one presentation if, if you want us to do it. Um, or we can, for now, we can quickly just do the 2019-20 briefs, um, the outcome of those briefs on one presentation for you. And then um, the question, and a very important question is, why not directly transfer this money to provinces? That's my question as well, um, Honorable Butelezi, because most of these transport grants um, are just um, top-ups of, of other programs anyway in provinces. So one way is then to include an um, perhaps an additional variable in the um, provincial equitable share, for example, specifically for grants that that will address this money that is currently just topping up other programs. Um, but then it will involve the equitable share as well. And um, one way to overcome the reporting on it then, instead of a whole business plan and this huge reporting system on conditional grants um, that takes a lot of administration, um, one can just, uh, uh, provinces can develop a standard set of indicators. And all provinces need to report on those indicators on a quarterly basis in the quarterly performance reports. Um, I think that will um, make this whole process a bit easier, not so um, complicated. Um, 
And then in terms of the COVID-19, most of the uh, um, responses or the reasons for not spending um, was in infrastructure projects, the COVID-19 um, uh, reason for not performing. Um, and then also, for example, where uh, the national departments had to do visits um, to monitor some of these projects. They didn't do those visits um, due to COVID-19. So we did get the COVID-19 reasons, but it's mainly for those uh, projects. Thank you, um, honorable members. Thank, thank, thank you so much, uh, uh, Dr. Janchis uh, and, and, and TDO team. I think I would like us to follow up on some of the issues that, uh, because we, from our side, we. One, let's let's do away with unnecessary bureaucracy, which ends up uh, uh, impacting negatively on what we are trying to do, with especially with the budget that we appropriate. So, um, some of of the of the thoughts that you are having, please share those thoughts uh, 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 with us and what and what can be done and how can we better improve some of these things. I think we'll be following up on 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 on, on that. But yeah, on, on the question of the, I think if you can just update what you are having, so that you are having sort of the, 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 the latest available uh, uh, data on, the, on, the, on, the, on these conditional grants, I think that'd be very helpful if you could just update that before you, you, share, you, you share the information with the, uh, with the committee. But uh, Dr. Janchis and the team, Thank you, thank you very much. I think it's a it's a good way of of, of starting the year uh, by um, <clears throat> directing and focusing us on some of these things which can better uh, our service delivery models that we are having as as, 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 as as government. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much, President and Honourable. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all our members, can we go to the um, Agenda item number four, uh, which is the, the the consideration of the of the draft program for term one of 2022. Uh, Darren, you are going to fly to that. Yes, Chair Person. Okay. Hello. Chair Person, can I? Can I present yeah, it? Yeah. All right, Chair. Um, Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? All right, Chairperson. Yeah. Chair yes, um, we are on February, the 1st of February is today's date. Tomorrow, we were supposed to have briefing by National Treasury on the uh, implementation of the ERRP Operation Golden Lela. And our fiscal consolidation is, is, is implemented in South Africa. However, we received a, a request from the Minister of Finance that we postpone the meeting to a later date. This is because they are currently busy preparing for the State of the Nation address, as well as the 2022 national budget. An application has been submitted to the House Chairperson in this regard, and it has been approved. Um, Next week, Tuesday, the eighth chairperson, we have the briefing on the IPTN grants, the termination of the IPTN grant with National Treasury, 
Department of Transport, Salga, Kopta, and the relevant uh, municipalities. The 10th is the state of the nation. Just, and on just, the first, just go, just put, let's look at the 8th of February. Yes, Chair. I just want to throw the, uh, the attention of the members to the fact that on that day is the whole day from 9 to 4. Because uh, as you can see, we're having all these departments. And then we, we are having um, uh, the, the local governments which are affected by, uh, by this grant. Um, and I think it's, um, it's Buffalo City, it's um, Mkungundovu and Bombela. Am I right? Uh, no, it's Buffalo City, City of Cape Town, uh -huh. Bombela, and uh, I forgot the other one, Chair. There's a third one. Um, okay, let me just, I can check it quickly, Chair, if you want. Okay, hello. Sifiso? Zunduzi, Chair. Zunduzi, okay. Okay. Zunduzi. Yeah. Yes, can I carry on, Chairperson? Please do. Um, Tuesday the 15th, briefing by National Treasury on the third quarter expenditure report. Wednesday the 16th, briefing by the OCPO on the request for contract deviations and expansions for the third quarter of 2021-22. And then Wednesday the 23rd is the budget lockup. Uh, Thursday the 24th is joint briefing by the Minister of Finance um, on the 2022 budget. Tuesday the 1st of March, um, joint meeting of the Finance and Appropriations Committees whereby the PBO and the FFC will brief the committees on the 2022 budget. This will focus more on the macroeconomic issues. Um, Wednesday, the 2nd of March, Chair, National Treasury will brief us on the Division of Revenue Bill 2022. Tuesday, the 8th, comment by PBO on the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill. Wednesday, the 9th, comment by FFC on the Division of Revenue Bill. Tuesday, the 15th of March, comment by Salga on the 2022 Division of Revenue Bill. And then Wednesday the 16th, we'll have our public hearings also on the Division of Revenue Bill. And then on the 22nd of March, we will consider and adopt our report on the Division of Revenue Bill. Um, Chairperson, lastly, from the 29th of March to the 1st of April, we are going to have an oversight visit to the defense facilities in Gauteng province. If members can remember, this one had to be postponed due to changes in the parliamentary program last year. Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable members, uh, um, the, the proposed um, uh, <clears throat> program of uh, the, the, the committee is presented in front of you. As you can see, it's uh, uh, mainly determined by uh, the, money, the Money Bills Act when it comes to the things that we need to do, especially around the division of, of, of revenue bill. So can we proceed on the basis of this? So is there any other clarification that we need? Chairperson? Yes, Honorable Mlenzana. No, just to check, Chairperson, as to, uh, can you scroll down, Darren, from 22nd, March down? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I see, Chairperson, that uh, we're going for constituency period not having uh, debated uh, the, 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 the revenue bill. 
Um, okay, is, it, is it an anomaly or designed purposefully? Uh, Honorable Lenzana, remember that that one is going to be determined by parliament. But if you see, we, we, we consider our, our, our report on the 22nd. So there is more or less a week there. And we think that the parliament will, will put it somewhere there. So, but as things stand now, we still don't have it. You can be rest assured that before we break, we would have debated the division of revenue bill. But it doesn't, it doesn't appear on our program yet. No, thanks, Chairperson. Thanks for the clarification. Thank you, Rabun Lenzana. Um, so can you adopt this report? Um, I mean, this, uh, this program for the first time, oral members? I move, Chairperson. Thank you, thank you very much. So that's uh, that's 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 our our program, and uh, uh, everything remaining equal. That's how we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll proceed. All members, can we then go to agenda item number five, which is the consideration of uh, uh, of the draft minutes dated eight December twenty twenty one. They were sent to us, all members, and. Uh, uh, I, I hope we have gone through them. Can I have a move for the adoption of those minutes as the true reflection of that meeting? I move, Chair Matafa. Oral Matafa moves in seconder for the adoption. Lenzana. Oral Lenzana second. So the minutes are adopted as the true reflection of that meeting. Oral members, can we go to agenda item number six? Announcements and correspondence, uh, Darren. Chairperson, I've, I've already done the correspondence when I did the program, the, that request from the Minister of Finance. Okay. That's fine, that, that, that's, that's noted and uh, we said that the permission has been given uh, by, um, um, <clears throat> uh, by, the, by the chairperson. All members, uh, let me again wish you well uh, in the first term of 2022. Uh, um, and thank you very much for, for the energy in today's uh, uh, meeting. Uh, I think what is going to be important is that we must take out things and uh, uh, with our support staff, the things that we need to follow up so that we can be able to measure progress from our side. We shouldn't just have meetings for the sake of them. We should see how they help us to be more effective in our oversight role as, a, as the standing committee on appropriations. But thank you very much to everybody. And this takes us to the end of the, uh, of the meeting. Uh, honorable members, thank you very much. Uh, the meeting stands adjourned. Shonyan, come in, put in. Thank, thank you, Chairperson Longley. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Recording hey, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, and how are you? I am fine. No, thanks, thanks, thanks. It's good oh, that you are there. And the others. We're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Thank you, Hey, thank you so thanks. much. Thank, thank you so much. much.